Welcome back to Rome Boys. On this episode, we got a bear in the house. Oh, here we go. <laughs> bear Wozniak is a world champion surfer, certified ninja black belt, and sought after speaker. He is the host of the Bear Wozniak Adventure radio program. And EWTN's motorcycle-based immersive reality show, Long Ride Home with Bear Wozniak. A Benedictine oblate, Bear is the author of several books, including A Surfer's Guide to the Soul, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue, and 12 Rules of Manliness, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? Learn more about Bear's Man Cave and Bear's School of Manliness at deepadventure.com. Aloha! Aloha from, uh, from uh, Waikiki Beach. I'm, it's Ooh. a tough day today. I've been working here in my office. I'm looking out at just perfect, perfect surf coming in. Wow. Diamond Head's just right over here, and the surf's right in front of my house. In fact, if you look at Surf News Network, there's a surf cam up in here. People can look down and see the surf. It was just per- perfect, perfect waves. And I'm You're working. stuck with us. <laughs> I'm glad to be with you guys. Glad to be with you guys. We have a, uh, a wave of drought and dust, you know, that that we get to peer out the windows. Yeah, you don't surf much as many of those dunes, but uh, I, I remember being in Waco, Texas. You know, I went to school there my senior year in high school, and then Baylor. I remember seeing West Texas just show up in Waco like a dust storm coming from right. the west. Mm-hmm. Like I had never heard of such a thing, you know. So that was yeah, my first exposure to West Texas, and was one that dumped on me. it's kind of a funny word you know we moved out here i'm not from west texas uh my wife's family is and uh all of a sudden there came this huge dust cloud i mean a wall and uh they said that's called a haboob (laughs) never heard it is it's the official name you know you can look it up it's uh it comes out of the waco uh lano estacado uh I'm sorry, not Waco. Uh, we were just talking about Waco, uh, Lubbock, Texas. Mm-hmm. Out of Lubbock and off the the plateau there, and yeah, you know, it covers us in well, dust. It's wonderful. It's so strange, strange how it comes as a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all of a sudden there's this wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Just if we could change that to rain, yeah, all of well rain. Yeah, so. Well, Barry, well, I'm glad to be talking with you guys. I'm talking to some cowboys in Texas. My new book <laughs> came out. Yeah, yeah. Awesome yeah. read. Yeah. Yes. yes it was fun hearing about it when we went to the men's conference and you spoke and they were, hadn't come out yet. So now we've read it and a great read. Highly recommend it to a lot of the men. And one of the best quotes, Joe, yeah. way that I found in the book was this one. A great quote is Satan glorifies the metrosexual, porn addicted, woke, genderless, sissified, self-seeking, glory seeking, money grubbing, atheistic, afraid of his own shadow, man boy, who won't get off the couch or out of his parents' basement. Won't ask a girl out, has dogs instead of kids, has lots of toys, kind of a man boy or a man child. His greatest virtue is taking offense at whatever the latest cancel culture dictates. Don't be that man boy. (laughs) That's the edited version. That's the edited. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I figured. That's the version for television. It's funny that you picked that because that's how I started the the book was with that. And it was like, (laughs) no, I better not let this go on too much longer because uh, I want to be someone that's inspiring people, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> get it off my <laughs> well, chest. I don't think God would spit it out because it's not lukewarm. No. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. 
I respect it. I mean, well, I, yeah. I mean, I saw something earlier this week that said, you know, if they were to bring back the draft in the light of everything that's going on in the world right now, mm-hmm. wars and all this stuff, you know, if they were to bring back the draft, would we really want this generation fighting for us? Mm. Yeah, I think they, I, they would, they would man up. I think, I hope so. Think so? Good. That's yeah. Helpful. Well, you know, especially because <laughs> half of them would be women, so that'd be good. I'm Ukrainian, and it is interesting how. You know, all this woke thing and men and women are the same type thing. But as soon as the war broke out in the Ukraine, it mm-hmm. was the women and the children that got on the cars and the trains and headed west. And mm-hmm. it was the men that went to fight. And all these women that say, well, we want to be equal with men. Uh, well, does that mean you want to be able to be conscripted and be in the draft? Um, nice. You know, and it really does underline the fact that there's a big difference between men and women. Men just think differently. Uh, most men just think differently. They're, they're, you know, the greatest, the greatest, uh, I was telling my wife the other day, there's two things. My wife is so wonderful. She's a cowgirl, you know, she was a cowgirl in Florida, barrel racing uh, woman, full of grace. Uh, but I still, I think there's two things that men, that men like, really want their woman to bring to them. And that's uh, uh, the way a woman shows love for a man is to respect him and then uh to bring peace into his life and that's kind of a classic thing for a woman to do because a real man should be out there battling you know yeah providing for his family and and coming up with the tuition that the children need to do their sports (laughs) or go to a, a, a christian school and uh but men men should be out there waging war and they need a woman that will respect their effort respect them affirm them is a better way to say it and then who brings peace and not chaos into their life and i'm the luckiest i'm so fortunate because cindy she affirms me sometimes with just surprising ways she'll just she'll just affirm me and then there's so much peace in my life you know where she's going right now she's going to starbucks to get me a uh a, a coffee with uh iced coffee because, <laughs> because you're in Hawaii. Like, she sees I've been working really hard and I might need to pick me up. So, yeah, <laughs> there you go. But we need, for a man, if a man wants to attract a woman like that in his life, you know, he has to be worthy of her. And I think this book challenges and encourages men that's okay to be a man, you know, and mm. we need men to be men. Women all over, when we go speak, um, We'll get surrounded before we can even get out of the, the rental car with our books or whatever. There'll be a dozen or half a dozen women right there, and they're telling us, "Please tell the men we need for them to be men." Mm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like uh, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Your story is great, and uh, you, we got to share some time with you here in San Angelo at the men's conference. And I want to come just- back. I, I, I want to come back. Do you know what happened to me in San Angelo, by the way? Hmm. I know. You had a great time. So, well, no, but I was so <laughs> exhausted when I got there. My iPhone had updated and it had switched a switch that said don't ride on any freeways. Hmm. Oh no. Oh so I going, guess, from, going from the airport, it yeah, took me uh, on all these back roads uh, and took me <laughs> forever and then going back. It did I know why am I going through the most destitute part of Fort Worth, you know? And so when I got there, <laughs> I, I was remember. so exhausted. And then uh finally the next uh, the next week, I'm driving here in Waikiki, and I'm going. Why is it not let me on the freeway? I suppose I should be on the freeway. And then I, I got suspicious. But yeah, well, we, man, that's right because it's like it was, it's only like a three three and a half hour drive from Fort Worth uh, from DFW. Yeah. To I was going through the, the 
dangerous parts of town. <laughs> I can't like, it's like took you like five hours, right? Yeah. I yeah. That. yeah. But yeah. the good news is I found a Whataburger, so it made it all worth it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, the truth. Uh, I will say, you know, San Angelo put its best foot forward, um, and and you were the keynote speaker of the men's conference of the uh, the Diocese of San Angelo, and you know we're a pretty young diocese, only been around about fifty years or so, uh, and the bishop was there, and if you recall, said that it was the largest men's group of men ever assembled in the diocese of San Angelo. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. So there's some encouragement for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll play yeah. the love yearning this time. <laughs> men are definitely yearning for for your message bear and um i have to say you know i'm a i'm a husband and a father of six girls uh and so awesome. you know women need need us in their life you know and they want us in their life and you know there's several books out there that are that are written to this um uh strong father strong daughters and mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of good stuff in there uh i'm not saying i'm endorsing the book but it, it's a good it read good. Yeah. yeah it's a good read <laughs> Uh, I think I think daughters uh, really for a lot of well I, I will tell you this we'll ha- we'll have more women read this book than men uh, really interesting absolutely because they're oh, yeah. literate two to one yeah but I mean it <laughs> I also read. I think you know I've been on a lot of shows uh, women show women and they've read the book and they've some of them have read it with their husbands and they want their daughters to read it too because it really mm. lets them know first of all this is what's the way a guy's wired in case you're yeah. wondering. <laughs> and it's not too hard to figure out, but yeah. But uh, <laughs> no. first of all, it's very simple wiring. <laughs> but but um, and this is the type of man you want to find. And you know, don't you agree? We get kind of just kind of go places people might not expect. Like we get pretty gritty in certain areas, and and uh, yeah. people might go, oh, but the but men, but it's quite the opposite. People, yeah, yeah, I need to, I need to get fit, for example, or yeah, right. I need to. I need to be know. I need to know how to fight if I have to fight. You know, just it's like a father, son, or brother to brother. Here's my tandem, girl. Make your tandem. Right. <laughs> you got your Starbucks. Excellent, excellent. Oh, let's have drink. Coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, used to, I would never go into a Starbucks, but Cindy, <laughs> so, I'm so hooked on it now. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you brought you down on that one, though. <laughs> Bringing stone. I like in the in, in the core of your book, you talk about you talk about real men build, uh, build the inner man, build up your wife, build up your children and those around us. And I was just when I was reading that, it just resonated like Rome boys, you know, and what we started and what how this has gone and what you've done yes. through your whole ministry for all these years and how many yeah. men and, and women you're talking about how you've touched and it's just amazing to look back and like wow, God has done so much through. Look at you guys, yeah. It just, it just, it just, you all, people go, well, I don't have a men's group in my church. Well, it takes two, you and two other guys. And that's what mm. you guys are doing. But yeah, Jesus, yeah, you know, his, his, he wasn't a carpenter, you know, they say he was a carpenter. The Greek word is technon, which yep. means builder. Mm-hmm. And he probably worked more with rock. Or he probably mm-hmm. would have taken Peter someplace and say, you're wood and I'll, upon this foundation of wood, I'll build my church. You know, he was mm. probably worked in rock. There's only one wooden built. I think there's one wooden house in israel and it's it's the prime minister's house but there's no there's no wood there you know mm-hmm. oh, and so wow. yeah to be a, and to be a builder and to leave a legacy and to build a family mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. it's in our nature i mean the first thing a guy does when he goes out in the woods he's gonna you know build if you're if you're in a survival mode first thing you're gonna build a little a little lean to or put up a tent and build a fire it's just in our nature to do that you know? mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Now we're gonna have to change our name to Rome Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I really appreciated your interview with uh, and your conversation with Doug Barry. Um, you know, he got rookie. He, <laughs> just, I mean, still learning. No. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, talking about how um, it kind of inspired your uh, your interest in the ministry, uh, and that what attracted you to it was that he was a man. You know, it was I think BRC originally battle ready, mm-hmm. uh, that's- and that's kind of what drew you back in, right, to ministry. Well, I, it was, I, I was, it, it was a little bit more like this was my calling. Now what do I do with it? Cause I had just yeah. returned to the church yeah. and, uh, and I found and I, someone, a friend of mine sent me his newsletter and I go, well, that's going to go talk to this guy. So I flew out to Nebraska and, and uh, it was, he was so great. Wasn't he? Because I said, will you go through the ch- chapter titles of my book with me? And he did that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he's great. the real thing. Yeah. The real, the real mm. thing. Yeah. He definitely cares about people. I mean, uh, and so I can see the similarities in your contribution to to men of the faith and how we need to support each other and, and lift each other up. So it's great to have you on the show and uh, and 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 come support all the men of our diocese. It, it, it really has sparked something that yeah. something has changed mm-hmm. in our diocese. And I wow. and, and it really has. I, I'm serious. And. Mm-hmm. To the point, I mean, even our bishop has been inspired. He said this um, about the men that are doing great things. I mean, we've got 13 seminarians, which we're, we're really spread out diocese. It's, you know, yeah, you the are. smallest populations, but the largest mission territory. I mean, yeah, totally. We're going to give you the credit because we don't want any. <laughs> I, I know, but I like the, the younger men that came too. Yeah. yeah there's lots there were of younger them. guys there. Yeah. There were a few that were really stood out. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Indeed. You talk about developing your own creed or your own code, your man code. Can you tell us more about how to do that or, you know, developing yeah. your own? Well, I don't know. If, first of all, you can see behind me, there's a bookcase down below, the lower bookcase. Yep. That's all Louis Lamore Westerns. Mm, nice. <laughs> I've got I mean, one of his leather bound. When I was a poor young dad, I would get one of his books once a month, you know delivered to me. I was like book of the month club of Louis Lamore. And uh, one of his quotes, uh, John Wayne quotes, uh, a lot of the Westerns were based on his books. His men were always striving for virtue and the women were strong, which was very rare in those days for women to be portrayed like that. But in one of the movies that was based on his book, John Wayne says, a man's got to have a creed, a code he can live by. And I pondered that. It's really two different things. The creed for me is that one sentence maybe two that defines you as a man and how god's wired you like uh it's not just that the apostles creed like you know to know love and serve god in this world but you the way god wired you like in mine uh my creed is the most radical quest a man can pursue in life is to abandon himself to the wild adventure of god's will well that's kind of the way god wired me you know um and i think all men are hardwired Come, they come factory loaded, you know, with a desire to be hero and to be and to have adventure. But how does that? How is that? How do you define? How does that define? How do you specifically think your personal creed is? And then I'm a Benedictine oblate. My books just all fell down over here. I don't have it right <laughs> here, but I have the rules of Saint Benedict that, as a as a living in my station in life, I try to live by those rules. So these these chapters, these dozen rules that I've outlined here in the book um i could have written another 12 but these are the ones that really stood out to me as ways that i want to how will i live out my creed Mm -hmm. you know um 
example is um, uh, uh, I talk about um, you know bridling the horse so that good things can run wild. You know how a man uh -huh. treats a woman defines him. Things like that. So each man needs to work that out. And I think it's important to sit down and actually to write. You know, when people come out here to Hawaii, some it's interesting how that people just kind of get thrown up on the shore here and we bump into them or sometimes they come on purpose. And eventually I'll just tell them, you go to the top of this mountain here or you go over here by the edge of the, the water here and you write. Write your thoughts down. Write a letter to the Lord. Write what you think he might be saying to you. Writing things down helps you to clarify really your mission. And um, I remember there was a, a verse, Habakkuk, uh, that says, I, it was a real important verse to me when I was when I was still in my teens, actually. I'm sorry, my phone. I don't know how to turn off the alarm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, write the vision down in letters big enough so the one who's running can read it while he's running. So write it with clarity and rewrite it and rewrite it. And then I have all these, I have probably 20 or 30 leather-bound blank books that over the years I've, I've, I've written, I write down my thoughts when there's an inspiration and also, um, it and writing to the Lord and, and writing back what I think he might be saying to me and, and, uh, and then writing down the, the kind of nudges that I think are from the Holy Spirit. And then, you know, like starting the, the TV show Long Ride Home, that was a nudge, you know, mm -hmm. moving to Hawaii, pedaling my bicycle across the United States. Every one of those started out with me writing something in a, in a le leather book. You rode your bike from the States to Hawaii? Yeah, I was going to ask about that. <laughs> yeah, I did that too. No, I, I pedaled from San Diego to Jacksonville. Oh, goodness. God. I went, I went through, uh, well, mostly it was going through Texas. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. 24 hours from El Paso to It was to like, the I just River, remember right? eight days. And Hurricane Tropical Storm Allison had come up from the south, and it yeah. was pushing me back towards. And, and how so, old were you when you did that? Because I just did thirty miles the other day, and I thought it was a big deal. <laughs> Almost. I don't know. I think I would say I was in my late forties, maybe or my. 40s. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I I got to do this. <laughs> I want to do it, man. That sounds exciting. Yeah. You do. Sounds you want to do that? That was sounds great. Yeah. 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 That's cool. You can do it. It'd be cool to do it with a community of guys and other Catholics. I mean, it'd be. Yeah, husbands and wives. Do the, do, the, do the Camino, you know. Our in-laws did that um, mm -hmm. a few years back. Really? I, yeah. Yes, yes. It's a great experience. Um, even the local newspaper was taking pictures of them here in Old West Texas because they were practicing with their backpacks That's on so in cool. town. So it, yeah, it was... and they're still married. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and yeah. I've I've been I've been on part of the Camino. So I used to go surf down in that area. of Southern France, the Basque country, right by the Pyrenees, and go over the hill. We'd surf, yeah. Yeah, we'd go over the hill early in the morning, run with the bulls, and then come back up because the Pamplona Festival would run at the same time as the Oxbow event would run in in Beiritz. Wow. So it was a good, it was a good times, good times. But wow. that's adventure. But what, a, what a full, <laughs> what a full life, Bear. You, you yeah, keep talking yeah. about building and you reference, you know, Jesus, you know, uh, really was saying he's a builder, and um, mm. and you know, I'm. Just keep hearing Dave Ramsey quoting, uh, if you know Dave Ramsey, the Christian financial advisor, yeah, yeah, this man began to build without first counting the cost. And mm. uh, and I really, it, it's just resonating with me with the 12 points that you laid out and the fact that, you know, we're we're here to uh, to be productive, right? To, to go out and to go forth, you know, just like, uh, you know, um, Misa Mass to, to get out yeah, and go yeah. do something. And you know the quote that that the guys picked out here 
or that we picked out really kind of points to the fact that there's a lot of laziness going on mm -hmm. and we're called oh. for greatness and you're just oh. calling us to the carpet as men, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, uh, Jesus said something. He said, the father and I, we work. Mm -hmm. And even now we work. Yeah. It works a beautiful thing. I can't imagine not. I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm 70 years old. Mm. I would have never guessed. Man. Yeah, oh, okay. I, know. Oh. I can't believe it either. But I still surf regularly and I'm, and I've got radio show, TV show, writing, speaking, and then I have my CPA firm to support my family, right? So, Gosh. Um, but so, so being a work is a, is it gives a man dignity and it's a blessing. Of course, we live in a fallen world, so we have to work is a little bit more, it's harder than it maybe what otherwise would have been, but still that, that work is what trains us in virtue, you know? So it's, it's, it's in our nature. And I was talking to a beautiful priest, uh, was here, uh, last year, uh, uh, and his father, Bryce Lundgren, who's a cowboy, a Catholic cowboy priest in Wyoming, his new book, The Catholic Cowboy Way. Uh, and then Father Joe Paddock. And we were talking, oh, Father Bryce and I were talking about how we're going to be working in heaven. There's going to be really cool things we're going to be doing in heaven. Where Father Joe said, no, no, I'm just going to be, be, be beholding the God, you know. And it's probably true for each of us. That may be Joe's, Father Joe's great work is just to behold the Lord. Uh, and, but for uh, for me, the, which is which is our greatest work, right, is to is to uh, minister to the Lord. But um, uh, but then also, there's going to be cool things we're going to be doing there and here. So, yeah, work work is what gives a man dignity. Isn't it know? one of the three legs of the Benedictine stool? Right. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to 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 pray and to work. Yeah. And uh, and Pope, I believe it was Pope, I forget which Pope now. I just. I quoted in my in my book <laughs> who wrote, yes. wrote about work. He, I think it was maybe JP two. He was probably yeah. He was he was referencing it was the fifty year anniversary, I think, of Reverend Devaram, I think. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. like but the dignity of work. Yeah. It's not a curse. Um the the curse part is that we have to do it by the sweat of our brow, but but it's so cool to have that to have as we say in Hawaii, kuleana, which means to have responsibility. It's more than responsibility. It's like this is who I am. It's my I own I own my responsibility. It's a it's my kuleana. Don't don't mess mm. with my kuleana. This is my kuleana. So it's a, it's a purpose, mm. you know. Yes, yes. And 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 um, it, it's like um, you, you you know you're you're born a, a male, but you got to become a man. Mm. And it's and it's responsibility that does that. Mm. And I like John that quote. Paul first, John Paul II's first book. Love and responsibility. They yeah. go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I do like that. I like I like that quote. This mm -hmm. uh, this world with all of its transitioning needs to hear about you're born a male, but yeah. you need to become a man. Yeah, yeah John too, man. praise God for his writings, you know, on uh the gospel of the, the theology of the body. Mm, he spent yeah. so much time quoting Genesis one and two, you know. It's yeah. very you know. <laughs> yeah. He was and, interestingly yeah. enough, first John one all the way through, you know, it, it uh, yeah, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and all the great stuff. And then, yeah. Da, way to go. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so talking about building, you know, once we started Rome Boys, we spiritual warfare was not even on my radar. And then all of it, once we started this, it and wow. And I don't think very, very many men realize we're in a battle. And if they knew we were in a battle, then then my goodness, I think they would rise up 
and see. But so a lot of times, you know, mm. you say they're in defensive posture. You know, we need mm. to be in attack mode. I haven't heard that in very many circles from a lot of people. And that just makes me want to rise up and do something about it. Yeah. Praise God. And you guys are, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, it's like um, I, I, I'm so sad because back there, uh, my books, I've got a seven volume set by Warren Carroll on Christendom, which mm. I've read through. And it's one of those books you outline, you, you underline every single word. And there was yeah. this one court general, uh, Spanish general, that um, he talks about. And I lost track of where that was. I could never, I went back in and tried to find it. Probably didn't underline it, but he was known for only having wounds on the front of his body. He was so scarred up on the front, but not on the back because mm. he was always on the attack. And when Jesus said, I will mm. build my church, speaking of building, and the gates of hell won't prevail against it, that kind of sounds like it's not like uh, gates attack people, you know? Mm. We're supposed to attack uh, gates. And it was a great yes. thing back in the Roman days to be the first one over the gate, mm. over the wall, or the first yeah. one in, into the city. Uh, that's why Paul was so beautiful in the fact that he would brag on the fact that he was the first one led out of a basket over a wall. You know, he was mm -hmm. he went the opposite <laughs> yeah. direction. You know, mm -hmm. but uh, took great humility to say that. But but we, uh, you know, and when I would ride with the guys in the in the pack uh, in the Long Line Home TV series, people would ask me, "Do you ever come under spiritual attack when you're out there?" And it, I'll tell you, it was the hardest thing we, I've ever done. But I would say, no, we're not under anything. Uh, we were on the attack. Mm. And we faced resistance. But when I hear men go, oh, you know, the, the woke culture these days, you know, they, 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 they make fun of us in the commercials and on the TV shows. And the women have taken over the church. And sounds like a bunch of victims. Mm -hmm. The only yeah. reason that happened is because we let it happen. Yeah. And I'm, I think it happened... At that point, when uh, the pill uh, yeah. arrives and men begin to say in their own little coquettish way, uh, if you really love me, you would go to bed with me. Mm -hmm. oh. Take the pill, you know. And so when men were uh, able to have pleasure and not responsibility, um, mm -hmm. it sissified them. Thomas Aquinas says that uh, his definition of an effeminate man is one who doesn't, uh, who just seeks pleasure. And that's uh, my paraphrase, but sure. yeah, I think Hill was the great, the the the, the way the men just, uh, you know, if you, it just sounds like a little high school girl, very mm -hmm. coquettish. If you really love me, this, 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 this. And so women finally right. yeah. broke the social contract with them, with each other. And now men don't even need a, now pornography is in such a full-on uh, assault that so many men just fall to that. Mm. They don't even need a woman to be satisfied, mm. you know. And so um, there's this huge cowardly. I, I, I was interviewed the other day, and someone said, "Be a cowboy, not a coward." Standing <laughs> yeah. a man up and 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 uh, and um, and and seek to be the virtuous man that will attract a good woman. You know, mm -hmm. it, what's what's Amen. what I'm constantly reminded As I of. I drink is, my Starbucks coffee. <laughs> that's what I'm reminded of right here. Like, come on, this guy's yeah. Uh, that <laughs> it, it, it's not as if uh, you know if there's there, there's no battle between good and evil. God wins. I mean, we know we know the punchline to the story. So I think you know what I'm reminded of, and I like to share with other folks is you know women really do have an innate desire to have a strong man to lead the yes. home. To, to yeah. it's all God's design, sure. and we're built with that within us. You know, so yeah. It, yeah. 
we don't need to go to the battlefield of life thinking that we've we've lost the battle and we've got to convince these women that we're you know we're what they desire it's built within all of us uh we just have to live out uh, the there gospel you go. even the women yeah. that sleep around and play around sure when it's time for them to get married they're not looking for those guys they're not mm -hmm. they're not looking for a man voice they're looking for a, a, a man. yeah so yeah men should be men should uh take courage and uh, as Paul said, be the man, act like men. And I like the verse, you know, where the angel spoke to Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary to you as your wife. Men are afraid. Don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you're going to bear the battle scars. I did. I went to a, a a relationship that didn't make it, you know, and I, I, I raised my four children pretty much, you know, pretty much by myself. And then yeah. bore the battle scars of pain for big checks all the time you know sure thanks for it sharing. was worth it it was worth it and then of mm. course going through the process with the church and the annulment and finding my beautiful bride now but i i mean so what if so what if you if you if you if you find someone you marry them and you're devoted to them and you lay down your life for them and you do all the right things and it doesn't work at least you you were in the battle yeah. you know so don't I just think, I, yeah go ahead i'm sorry I, I, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just, uh, I get excited because you're telling all this and I know your story about how you met your wife and you're looking out this beautiful window at this beautiful surf and this man keeps dropping this, this beautiful woman when he's trying to lift her up on a tandem surf, yeah. right? I don't and, drop her. I don't drop and, her. And then you, yeah, you, you, you had your chance and there oh, she was. Oh, in the book I talk about that. He didn't just drop her. He hurt her. Yeah. On top of her. Yeah. And my tandem girl. I still call her Tandem Girl because when I first met her, I couldn't remember her name. And she, <laughs> and, and she likes it. She likes it. I was, I was so stunned by her that I didn't even remember my name, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, um, I saw her being valiant and being gracious to this man who was, and she had such a dream. She wanted the tandem surf so bad. And so what a miracle uh, that she and I both have been through brokenness, you know. And, you know, and people are afraid to admit, oh, I, I, you know, I went through a really hard time and I, and, and I felt like a total failure when my marriage failed, you know, but, um, yeah. but uh, I went to the church, I went to my pastor, I went through the process of the, the annulment for me was so healing and so revealing about what I'd really, as a young boy, I mean, I think I was 22 when I got married, you know, what I, yeah. what I, um, I'd enter into a relationship that wasn't really it wasn't, you know, to be a marriage, it has to be not one plus one equals two. Uh, it has to be a one times one equals one, mm. but a one times zero equals zero. And so mm. you need to find someone who will fully devote herself to you. And so in the book, I take a little bit of time describing, you know, what kind of woman um, you want to be able to attract. You know, um, my mother was a valiant, courageous woman. And I remember when I met Cindy, I go, you remind me of my mom. And she didn't know what to think about that. <laughs> And also, yes, you, remind me of, you remind me of this nun, Mother Angelica. I'm like, what? Because uh -huh. yeah, she's a bit of a spitfire, you know? Sure. So, there's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. At first, it's a little sticker shock going, what did you call me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's that, that concept I'm reminded of because having six daughters, you know, I, I hear, uh, I've heard in life that, you know, they, uh, daughters tried to, try to whether they like to hear this or not or went, want to believe it or not they try to find someone like their dad mm. so yeah hopefully if their dad's a good dad yeah well that's yeah. i keep telling my daughters uh, the, the one they have to, they marry it has to be better than me 
There you go. Now, Just I realize I'm not setting the bar very high. Just read that book with them. Read the book with them. Mm, I love it. Okay. It's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Um, we, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to trying to set. It, that's a lot of pressure, you know. I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't want to be a schmuck because then I didn't set the bar very high, like Joe right, said. Right, right. Here comes this loser on my front porch one day. You know? Yeah, that's what you I'm know, most afraid of. Is well, I used to I'm practice, going to walk up. I, I used to practice my uh, my nunchucks when the guy would come to the house, you know, <laughs> out the front yard. But you know, there's this there's uh, the story um, of the of the the two ships. You know about that story with I don't know if I even said it in the book where a so. guy's radioing radioing ahead saying you're you know oh yes I have the starboard tack please yield and and the boat the guy on the boat goes no uh, you yield and he goes no I have the starboard I have the right of way yield and the and the mm. other boat radios back no you yield and he said well this is Her Majesty's ship you know it's a, a ship of the of the of the of the of the British Navy. You have to yield, and he said, "Well, uh, this is a lighthouse, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm not going to yield." So it's like a man should be like that. He should be a lighthouse. Mm. Um, there's a there's a, a tradition in Hawaii the way people would sail from island to island, not only in here but in all of Polynesia. There was this map, this wayfinding, and the way they would do it is they build a fire high up on a mountain at night, of course, and, and then and then lower down on the mountain another fire. And so if you wanted to sail from here to Molokai, which is over the horizon, you you would line up those two fires, you know, when you were lined up with those two fires. And if you sailed away from there and then you found the two fires on the opposite mountain, it would take you to that place. You'd sail away till you could see the others and sail too. That's what a man needs to be. He needs to be a fire, a, a, a waypoint. And, and we can be like rubber bands. The further our children move away from the standards that we have, they feel that tug to come back and and i talk about that that about standards in the book how a standard uh is a flag that right it's a military statement uh when the men would go into battle they would carry that flag it was a very important it wasn't just a say yeah that's our flag isn't that great it was it was so that it would be the rallying point that that standard the flag was called the standard and the generals from up on their hill they could see okay that that military that's that group. That's that group. That's that group. They could identify by the standard. So, to be the man that your your children can rally to your standard is uh, is what we want to be. Because it becomes a point where you can't tell them anything, right? You just have to be leading by example. Absolutely. The world's full of all sort of negative negativity, and I just want to say thanks for putting good stuff out into the world. And so for you know those you folks that too. are watching. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, and, you know, we, we want to encourage people because a lot of people that I know, you know, where do you go for information? Where do you go for encouragement? Where do you, I mean, we, we have each other, which is great. Um, and like you said, it only takes a few people getting together, but I think that yes. a lot of, a lot of viewers need to know that there, there is good information out there that's being produced in the world today. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. they're called for such a time as this. And we've, oh, yeah. iron and, it's iron. And, and the book is called 12 rules for manliness, where have all the cowboys gone? But you know, it's like, <laughs> I remember when I was a boy scout, they said it takes three logs to make a fire. Mm. Now you need the kindling and all that, but you, there you guys are three. It took oh. you three 
together. So to be joined by Praise, praise God. God. Our, big thing. our wives yeah. are going to love that analogy. We're just three bumps on a oh, log. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. It was. I left it out there. Hanging. <laughs> yeah. Well, hanging. I thought you were going to say we're on fire. Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> That's totally are. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a guy that I used to uh, work with would give presentations. It says, if that doesn't fire you up, your wood's wet. <laughs> there you go. Always a yeah. Um I miss so, you guys, uh, dude. That's so good being with you. When I first came here, I was, I did, I forgot who the Rome boys were, and then I rec- began to recognize you when I started to sit down and look at you guys. It's just great to be with men like you. It's awesome. I appreciate it. Same to you. Same oh to you, man, man. just being being able to have this conversation with you is just, uh, it's made my day. Yeah, my week because I'm gonna edit this and I'm gonna get to watch this all week. So <laughs> this is gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk about it. Also, your most dangerous prayer that we could say. Mm. Oh, isn't that a I, great? Yes. Book? <laughs> I like yeah. this. Father, book. not my will, but your will be done. Yeah. That, How is that, that is scary, but exciting, right? right. <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean, it's like, and an adventure by its very nature implies danger, right? Mm. And so, uh, so yeah, the most dangerous prayer of all, when Jesus came and he taught the disciples, I've been to the area where it is said he, he taught his disciples, it's on the North shore of the Sea of Galilee, and there's a big kind of open cave where he used to pray. And he, he Jesus teaches how to pray. And he prayed the prayer of a general. You know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. In other words, it's an invasion. Mm-hmm. Kingdoms coming to, you know, it was an invasion. Thy will be done. And so Jesus was a dangerous man. Mm, absolutely and uh and and he wants us to be dangerous too and that we become uh dangerous because we we say though that prayer as he said it on the Mount of olives thy will be done mm. and he you know as a ninja black belt i remember uh, in all my training and training and training and at one point getting to be with uh, master hayes i think my first experience with master hayes he's the first white ninja um he was talking about how when you're fighting, you see people, it's almost like they can read their opponent's mind. They react so fast to the fight. And he goes, mm. well, actually, the ninja way is to stage the fight. Mm. So you, if, if, a, if someone's coming at you with a knife, um, you can give them the target. You know, Now, if they're on cocaine or they're crazy, they may not use it. But if you hold your hands like this, they're probably not coming for your face. They're probably coming low. Or if you go like this, they may come for this part of your neck. So you know probably, you know the good news is, you know what the weapon is. Probably they're not going to kick you. Mm. Probably going to use the knife. And you can stage the fight to say, this is where I want him to strike me. And if so, then you already have the advantage. And so that's what Jesus did on Golgotha. He staged that fight with Satan. Mm. And ah. we pray that prayer in the Mass that um, that he dying, you destroyed death, rising, you restored life. So he took Satan's weapon death and he killed him with it mm-hmm. in that's, essence yeah. that's what he did and, and, and knife fighting is so fun because it, <laughs> it's so fun it's so clever and so fun uh but to to take to have someone attack and and before they know it the knife has already slit their throat and it's no longer in their hand it's in your hand it slits their throat while it's in their hand and you then you then you end up having it standing over them but that brings up that brings to another thing is it, it, as men and that is we're having a conversation here uh, about the, the invasion uh, that we're to have, the, the invasion of love, 
that we're to have uh, as, as men being part of the kingdom. But there is times when it's dangerous. I know for me, um, there have been occasions when I've had that experience of leading someone into their first prayer of conversion, and I've seen demons manifest. I'm not saying like huge uh, exorcisms, but enough to where uh, I saw the cattle prod of the Holy Spirit come out and cast that demon out, you know. Uh, it, it, we are fighting against, uh, we do have spiritual warfare that we're involved in, but also men need to realize that they've got a moral battle to fight. We need to be dangerous uh, in that area too, that when someone, like uh, golfing is an unusual thing because you get paired up with people sometimes, you know, when you two of you show up, they go, oh, we're going to pair you up with these people, you know, uh, and you don't know who you're going to get. And when a man s- speaks disrespectfully about women when we're out like that, I always uh, make a point that I'll say you're a better man than that. You shouldn't disrespect mm-hmm. the women, and they'll use Christ's name in vain. And I'll mm-hmm. say when they use that when they'll say Jesus Christ in that way. I'll just say the only name by which man can be saved. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, I don't have the power <laughs> from that. Or they ask, "What's your zodiac?" You know, so those are little bitty things. But to make the moral stand when people say, "Will you be on the pride committee?" You have to say, "No, it's against my convictions yeah. and my mm-hmm. and my relationship with the Lord." But then there is actually a time of a physical fight. And I think every man needs to understand what he, what his nature, how his nature would cause him to fight. Um, um, I'm, I, you know, in the ninja world, there's earth, wind, water, fire, and the void. I'm kind of earth mode, you know. Uh, water mode is when you, when you, you, you kind of, there's an attack coming. Your first response is to probably go back. And then strike because you don't know what's happening. And then there's wind mode where you let your opponent pass you and you, he pretty much uses his own energy to defeat him. What, what I'm saying is that some men are not going to be inclined to um, do certain types of martial arts. But they need to have some sort of ability. Do they have a golf club that they keep in the back of their car? In, in their in, in their home, is there a weapon of, uh, of their choice if there's an invasion? Um you know, my home, if you walk in, there's my rosary and my black belts right there at the entryway. So people know this probably isn't a victim. You know, demons know it, too. Would mm. you be willing to press your finger into someone's eye sockets until they go all the way in? In other words, mm. a man needs to think about, needs to have a real conversation with himself about how immediate would his response be and how far would he go in a situation where he is under attack, even if his family isn't around. Because if the devil takes you out, he takes out your family. So to defend uh-huh. yourself is to defend them. And what would you do if someone was if someone was a, a harassing a member of your family, you know, or for that matter, maybe someone that you're you're seeing around you? So these are the kind of conversations you don't usually hear at a men's conference or a men's retreat. But a real man needs to wrestle with that. He needs mm-hmm. to visualize that. He needs to be. He needs to settle it once for all. This is how far I'm willing to go if someone well, wants to attack me or my family. What you're saying is resonating with what people see on uh you know twitter x whatever you want to call it but i mean here we are in october you know 2023 and just the last couple of weeks i mean the you know the news whatever channel social media about there was a gentleman in new york that was stabbed you know and his 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 wife is right there his girlfriend and so my concern after he was brutally stabbed by this guy who he had nothing to do with him he was waiting you know, at the bus stop. With yeah, but his why wasn't he aware of this guy? Was he spatially aware? No, mm-hmm. obviously not. And then it was just, yeah, he he had no means by his um, by his own uh, own omission, I suppose, 
did not was not able to defend himself. My worry immediately after he was on the ground was who's going to protect his wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I was in the elevator here in, here in our condo, and a woman got up, was on the elevator, and I asked her, "Is that a coupon? You know what a coupon is? That little, it's about this long, and people use it like it's a keychain. And sometimes yeah. it has a little bit of a tip. My rosary, actually, my warrior ro rosary is actually a weapon I can take on the plane. The the cross has a little bit of a point, not sharp, but enough sure. to put it here or here wow. or here or here or other places. <laughs> so, so, um, 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 and she said, yeah, how did you know that? Because people don't usually, aren't usually aware of it, but I was very proud of her that she had a weapon and, you mm -hmm. know, Montana grizzly country, people wear a uh, ring spray. I think my wife has a little spray and she also has a noisemaker with her. Yeah, and uh, so it's also it's just about being aware. Like when we walked down the street together, it got dangerous here in Waikiki during COVID because everyone was gone, and the and the thugs were being shipped into here from all the cities on the mainland, and they were populating right here in Waikiki. When we walked down the street, and uh, she she's always switching sides with me depending on where the danger is coming from. And then whenever there's someone kind of out of their mind, she'll look back at me, and it's really her way of checking out what's going on behind us. And I remember training women in martial arts in self-defense. And someone asked me, how do you, how, if, if I'm at an ATM at night and someone comes up behind me, how do I protect myself? The simple answer is, why are you at an ATM at all? Mm -hmm. And why would you be at an ATM machine at night, especially? Mm -hmm. yeah. Why do you walk that close to the bushes? Why do you walk that close to a, to a van? You know, where yeah. do you sit when you're in public? Do you sit in the alpha position where you can see what's going on? So, these are this isn't paranoia. This is second nature, right? To just right. be spatially aware. And it's amazing. It reminds me of the, oh. the near occasion of sin, right? You just don't put yourself in that situation, you know? And yeah, the best defense be is not to, you know, when you when the grand man in the gray suit is swimming by the sharks out here, the best thing is just not to be there. Yeah. But uh, nowadays it's just horrendous because you walk down the street and people are walking right out into the street looking at their phones. They're yeah. not aware of all that's going on. So it's a good thing to train your family and in, in spatial awareness and and, I th and each of my children <laughs> i had them go at least halfway to black belt and i got to mm -hmm. test two of them for their black belts you know awesome and i you know having a black belt is really just the beginner level you know when you get to black belt that means you're just basically a beginner but but it's like aquinas writing the the summa this is for beginners but i mean <laughs> yeah. there's a lot more to learn but just i think just training enough to know that my my punch can go this far if it goes this far, I'm probably out of control. Just to know how far a kick can go, to be spatially aware of your own body's, you know, mechanics. So, yeah, men need to know how to fight. And if they don't know this, how to jab, punch, hook, uppercut, or do a sidekick, or how to block, or or learn how to grapple. And the other thing is if they can't last, you know, most fights are going to go to the ground, and they're going to go to the ground, uh, and you're going to – and most, most guys are going to be exhausted before two minutes are up. Hmm. So I used to right. win my fights. My when I would grapple, I'd I'd win just by being in good shape. You yeah, know? yeah, right, right. This reminds me just you know as we have these conversations about being a man and being a protector, and uh, mm. it, it does remind me of you know these are these are the basics of being a man, and uh, it reminds me of faith, but also reason. Like mm -hmm. we can't just walk around thinking that oh. everything's going to be okay, right? Yeah. Um, we we have to we we've got to man up. We've got to be prepared and ready for battle. I thought you were going to say faith and works. 
Yeah, it works in games. It's it's grit and grace, right? It's grit yeah. and grace. And like we said, it's for people like, oh well, you know, uh, I've got this terrible infection, but I'm not going to the doctor. God's going to heal me. That's not mm-hmm. faith. That's presumption. So you think you're walking yeah. down the street and you don't have to be aware? That's not faith, and that's not being loving. You know, right. you know one of the one of the worst things you can do is be a be a victim of someone who's going to have to live with the fact that they messed you up for the rest of their life. You know, mm-hmm. that's my wife in the background. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's packing because we're going to go to Montana in about uh, twelve days. Okay. Awesome. All the cowboys up there, all the college campuses. Yeah. And then nice. we're going to go to EW10 for a couple of for a few days. I was going to ask, what do you what do you have next on the schedule? I know you you got your book out, and you you know you go out and you're speaking. Uh, so you're headed to yeah, Montana. I want to come back to San Angelo. We're going to go all through through Montana, and then Sioux Falls, and then we're going to go to Alabama to be with EW10 for a few days, and then Excellent. we're going to go to the Virgin Islands. Ooh, and the Lord, the Lord blessed us with a beautiful sailboat. Oh, and guess awesome. the, the, the maker of the sailboat is a Beneteau, which in, is French, but the Latin word Benedictus, it means blessing. And I'm mm. a Benedictine. So we're going to go sail for a couple months. We're just going to ah, take a deep breath. Yeah, let's do it. You, you, you're invited. Oh my God! Thanks. Supposed to go around the world with his yeah, family. Circumnavigate. <laughs> my my wife would really. Yeah, she just. Is that what you guys want to do? Is circumnavigate the world? Really? I I honestly really do. Yes. For years, oh, I've, I'm sure I've, you will. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, I, the 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 hard part I don't think is getting around the world. It's the, getting my wife on the boat. Yeah. Just sitting, convincing your wife. <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, she 12? may not be the one. Yeah, <laughs> she may not. Well, you got it. Well, you know what you do. You know what you do. You bring her down and you sail with us down to the Virgin Islands for a week. And my wife is actually sure her heritage is of fishing captains, her father, her grandfather, great grandfather, her nephew, her brother, all the way back in this down in Anne Marie Island in Florida, all the way back, all the way back hundreds of years till they, they were pirates. So wow. she has it in her blood. So we're going to, we, the boat is big enough. There's four bedrooms, four baths and showers. So wow, we want excellent. to invite people to come and, and join us. So maybe that would be a way to in, Air. introduce her. <laughs> to Watch out, Chris. Is that, a, is that what, like 36 feet, 40 feet? It's 48 feet, 17 wow. foot beam. It's got um, a beautiful deck on the back so you can, it lowers. Yeah. And then you can dive and swim and, uh, and then get on, and there's a shower there on the back too. If if you gave her that kind of experience, and we're this is our first time to do, go and do this, uh, we just we just acquired the boat. We got our certifications, our sailing licenses, and stuff. But we're going to go there and say, okay, Lord, book's done, TV show's done. You know, the last season of Long Ride Home is done. Yeah. What what is it you have for us now? And we know that yeah. we know this. The Lord gave us. The name of the boat is the Spirit of Adventure, and the scripture verse God gave us is those that are like are led by the Spirit are like the wind. Mm. They, you don't know where they're going or where they're coming from, and so we're going to invite people to come. So, wow, Mayor, that's that's why you come and join us. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and we yes, I do. Let me check with the wife. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. my wife, she would come as long as she got to wear her life jacket. <laughs> the entire oh, trip. Yeah. the entire <laughs> trip. Well, you know, in the Caribbean, the waves aren't all that strong. They can be, of course, but sure. you're on the leeward side. You're not on the Atlantic side. Usually, you're on the leeward side, so the waters are calm, much more calm, and all of the sailing is line of sight sailing for the most part. You see the next island you're going. To. It's just 
It's yeah. a sailor's paradise. So yeah, it's only sixty miles from the East Coast to uh, to Nassau. So I mean, it's yeah. not a big deal. That's right. That's right. Well, only an hour draft. Well, no. Anyway, you all you yeah. already know. Well, well I, I got Jack Party's book. I've read it. You know how to. I know how to jive and tack. I, I can't say I can operate a forty-eight footer, but uh, I, I'm preparing myself same. just it's in actually case. Easier. Well, we have four wedges. Yeah. One's electronic. We have bow thrusters, so it's actually easier. I love it. You know, I love the little it. ones are hard. You got to <laughs> duck under the boom. You don't want to get knocked off the boat by the boom coming across and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barry, this has been great. Yeah, just it, thank you so can't much. Thank you enough for being on our show. And I talk so much, Bear, and I know I've I've talked a lot today. I just want right. to say that uh, you know you're the first person to come and, and just have the set the diocese on fire with the largest men's conference. You know, the largest group ever assembled. You guys and, did and, that. You guys did. Well, you guys did. Uh, <laughs> well, the Holy Spirit. We'll go yeah. up the middle yeah. there. Uh, yeah, but I do want to. I, I just. You know, not to take the attention, but this is my first time back on the show. I've been out for months. Um, I was okay? in Florida, had my my thyroid removed, um, uh, thyroid oh. cancer surgery. So I just want to say I was, I you know, I moved heaven and earth to get here. Yeah, I was like, Barrett's going to be on. Chris is like, I'll be there. <laughs> got some legal sure, stuff going on with work and get, you know, just it, it's been a mess. I got to go back home tonight. You look in great shape. You must have been in great shape before the surgery. I, oh, yeah. I was preparing myself so that I could you know, do my part. I, I was praying that yeah. the surgeon was going to do his part and he did his part. I was trying to do my part yeah. to make sure I was prepared for that. And I'm excited to share this first return back with you bear. So, wow. How cool. You know, I went through cancer too. I don't, oh, I don't wow. usually talk about it, but um, yeah, it's, it's uh, and I see a lot of my, I see a lot of people here, all these athletes here in Waikiki, you know, some of them are, they're, they're giants, mm-hmm. legends in surfing, but I've seen awesome. some of the beach boys here. They just get that first, medical setback and then they're done mm, yeah you know, but or or you just say you, you're in shape when it hits and then when it, and you know how to get battle back to get back in shape when it's behind it's you are you going to be okay now is everything okay uh yes thanks uh you know I, i've got to go through a treatment where i'll be isolated for eight to nine days uh at the end of november uh mm. so we're in you know mid-october now so it, it, about a month away um, the hard part is I got to stop taking my medication three to four weeks, um, before I go into surgery. And it was this week, uh, today's Thursday that we're recording. Uh, it was just a three days ago, Monday that I really started feeling like myself again, because my yeah, medication was adjusted. Stop. Now I, yeah, I'll have it's, to stop it at the beginning of, of next well, month, cool. you know, here in a couple of weeks. So well, if prayers would be greatly appreciated. And we'll pray for you right now and, and anyone that's listening that's going through a medical situation. Awesome. Holy Spirit, we love you. We thank you so much for life itself. We trust in you and the plan that you have for our lives. We just pray for a, a medical uh, wisdom and logistics and everyone would go, everything would go well, that you would give the family hope and that you would do it, that there would be a complete and total healing. And we just pray for anyone that's listening or that's going through a medical challenge um that uh that they uh respond with hope and with with grace and with grit and uh and to pursue pursue taking whatever it takes to get healthy again amen yeah you got to take control of your own health you know absolutely absolutely so bear work can our viewers find more about you pick up the book all the above 
It's Bob Rules from Manliness. Where have all the cowboys gone? Yes. And um, any, I think it's in all the Barnes and Noble stores and stuff like that, but you can get it at Amazon.com, which we love because then you can go online and do a review or you can go to our website. If you go to our website now, we're going to be gone. So best to go to Amazon.com where they can give it to you or, or Sophia, Sophia Publishing. But I hope you guys invite me to come back on. I love being with you guys. Well, that's That'd awesome. Great. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. SophiaInstitute.com mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. Uh, and then Joe, you know, can do his magic in the, in the show notes. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, again, thanks for being with us and yeah, we'll hope to have you on soon. Yeah, it would be so fun. And I'd love to come back to San Angelo and I'm not to ha- say have you back soon. soon. And, and when you're in Alabama, be sure and tell father Mitch, we said hi. <laughs> oh, that another one of those rookies, you know, uh, yeah. he's, he's, a, hey, he's a cowboy. He's a cowboy. He loves Texas. I always, yeah, I, always imagine, I always imagine him walking from Chicago to Texas in his diapers with his cowboy boots on. Remember he says, <laughs> I, was born in, I was born in Chicago, but I got to Texas just as fast as I could. There you Where go. the real men are. <laughs> the first time we met him he's standing in a in the grocery store parking lot in the middle of you know nowhere texas with a bobcat and a cooler yeah <laughs> where with can what? i take this bobcat i strangled a bobcat and i need to get take it to the taxidermy and it's the first time we meet him in person he <laughs> strangled a bobcat yes he did oh yeah he'll, he'll show you the video he's very proud <laughs> enjoy I your visit we, uh, oh, yeah. you know, when we <laughs> went to, to wtn the first time or the second time i went cindy came with me and we sit in his, you know, his, his, I know we got, you guys got to go, but we're sitting in his house. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Been there. Immense library. Have you seen it? Yes. Immense library. Yep. Yep. And then the, the heads on the wall, all the heads on the wall. <laughs> the heads. Yeah. And then when I, I go, actually when have I go like company, it's like part of the, pe- you know, yeah, the, yeah. the characters of the living room. I actually have yeah. one of his mounts at my house at the moment. We're trying to get it to him. So if you swing through, we need to get it. It's a red stack. Yeah. But what was interesting is he, when he found out Cindy was a cowgirl, he didn't talk to me anymore. He just talked to Cindy. Yeah. <laughs> That's smart, man. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, it's hey, great. Hey, man, love uh, you guys. Invite me back uh, to be on your show. And I'd love right. to come out to Texas, not just for the Whataburgers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have Father Mitch down, and we'll take you both hunting. That'd be cool. Y'all. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Um, hey, you know, I just got to point out, you know, you're a Baylor Bear fan, and your name is Bear. Bear Isn't that weird? And so, Isn't that weird? What a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. There are no coincidences in this life. Yeah, I know I know it's a God thing. I know it's a God thing. Amen. 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 All right. Thanks again, Bear. And in the meantime, be bold. Be real. Be Catholic. God, God bless. bless.